0: Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast.
1: I'm joined with Chris Kevlin. How's it going, Chris?
0: Good. Thank you for having me on.
1: I had you on the show to talk about your reporting, and you tweeted that the Neurocosmos have submitted an application to join NISA. So there's a lot of uh, things to unfold from that one um, because there's a lot of fans that want to see the Cosmos continue playing and especially playing uh, professional soccer. Because over the past couple of seasons, we've played in the NPSL, um, which we have to be thankful that uh, we had a place to call home after leaving the NASL. But what are your thoughts on that news?
0: Well, I think there were, they were really—it's down to two choices, right? The choices were join NISA, um, or at least apply to NISA, mm-hmm. um, and uh, hiatus. Right? Because the fallout of the NPSL Founders' Cup Um, you know, situation was a more clear line drawn between professional and amateur soccer in the United States. And now it has been made clear that you can't have paid professional players in an adult amateur league, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas this was always a gray area before. Um, You can't do it now. So if the Cosmos were to continue in an adult amateur league the cosmos would need to field non-paid professionals or amateur players and in my opinion that's just not the cosmos Mm -hmm. so your your choices come down then if you if you agree with me and that's not an option uh your choices are hiatus uh you know taking time off until the lawsuit's over or joining a professional league uh and nisa is really the only one that that would be open to the Cosmos joining while the lawsuit is active.
1: So I heard, and I don't know how true this is, maybe you can confirm this, um, but the reason why MPSL Pro fell apart, um, I think it was because the Federation was talking to insurance companies and sort of telling them not to, I guess, insure uh, the MPSL and this new uh, league possibly.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the Federation mm-hmm. uh, was behind it, but. I think the roadblock that they ran into has been widely discussed
1: mm-hmm.
0: as insurance um, and the inability to uh, to get insurance for for um, having both professional and amateur players in the same competition. Obviously, you have that within the open Cup uh, but that is yeah. apparently an exception and uh, you know they couldn't get the company that provides insurance to the, soccer leagues in the United States to, uh, to provide them with insurance. So, uh, so they, couldn't, they couldn't go forward with that plan. And the result of that ended up being uh, a number of teams moving into NISA, uh, who had been intended to, uh, to be a part of either the Founders' Cup or, or a potential league that would have emerged from the Founders' Cup. Um, so NISA has sort of taken those clubs in and those clubs are beginning to really define NISA in
1: return. So getting back to the New York Cosmos and their application to join NISA, it has been uh, well noted that the deadline is November 1st. We're recording this on November 4th, 2019. Um, So do you have any updates uh, regarding that application and maybe the timeline?
0: Yeah, so my understanding is that the meetings in which the applications will be reviewed are going to take place in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, from uh, November 20th to 22nd. So we're probably not going to hear anything until closer to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because the, the meetings to, to review the application aren't going to happen until a little bit later. But the teams will gather in Chicago, the applicants uh, will, will present their case, and then there will be a vote on each of the applications um so you know i think that's that's really the next big hurdle for the cosmos is is getting that vote from what i've been told you're going to need 75 percent of um of the vote in your favor in order to be approved
1: so just to clarify it's an approval by the league right nisa and then it goes to the federation board
0: yeah, but I don't think you'd run into a problem at the federation level. I, I don't, I think if they meet the, you know, obviously the cosmos, uh, you know, are going to be able to meet the pro league standards. So yeah. I don't, I don't expect that the federation would take any action uh, directly uh, in that way to to prevent the cosmos uh, from from joining NISA. I think the the challenge is really going to be do the Cosmos have 75% of the vote on the NISA board? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there is a feeling that within NISA, there are uh, groups that are concerned about having retribution from U.S. soccer if the Cosmos were to join NISA. So some of those groups could vote no uh, on the Cosmos. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's enough of them to block the Cosmos, but if you think about it as, you know, having 12 or 13 votes, uh, you know, the Cosmos could be blocked with as little as five no votes, right? So, you know, so we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. I expect that the Cosmos will be approved and uh, there might be a, a vote or two that goes against, but, uh, but I expect the Cosmos will be approved.
1: Yeah, and I want to get into that. Is that you would think that uh, Nisa and their clubs they would want the New York Cosmos as a club, right? But then I think with that comes, like you said, uh, I guess they're nervous about what's going to happen with the federation, or yeah, yeah, I
0: think you know as far as I've kind of done a little bit of uh, polling mm-hmm. of of teams, and my count uh, is the Cosmos have. Six yes votes from people I've talked to um, and they have uh, one no vote that uh, I've been told is a strong no uh, and then one potential other no vote who's maybe maybe a swing vote um, in there uh, could go either way in that sense. I mean, not necessarily that it would swing the outcome. So um, so we'll have to see. You know, I mean, I think there are a lot of clubs that see the benefit of the Cosmos joining NISA. Um you know, there are a couple who, who might be wary of is USSF going to, uh, to, you know, take a move against the sanctioning of the entire league because they don't like the Cosmos.
1: Is there any chance for the Cosmos to uh, uh, try to persuade them to vote on their side?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. the Cosmos have a lot of, a lot of uh, clubs who, who are advocating for them. I mean, you know, you look at clubs like Miami um you know detroit chattanooga oakland roots uh these clubs have been strong advocates as far as i understand uh for the cosmos not just you know a yes vote but but actually these clubs want to see the the cosmos uh in nisa and they they have been supportive of it um so i think that uh you'll have other clubs that will see the benefits as well you know obviously the cosmos are going to uh you know, bring a lot more recognition internationally mm-hmm. to NISA if they join, you know, for whatever you know has changed over the last couple of years in this country, in terms of the perception of the cosmos um, internationally, the name is, in, is still gold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that by itself attracts a lot more attention to NISA than any other club that could potentially join NISA would. And that's a benefit to all the clubs in the league. So, I think at the end of the day, um, that type of thinking will prevail. Uh, that it's that it is in the best interest of all the clubs in the league to have the cosmos. Um, and then you look at like you know, you look at you look at some of the like Michigan Stars was yeah. was recently approved. I mean, it would be kind of ridiculous if the cosmos were rejected, but the Michigan Stars are approved. If you follow the members' club, yeah. you know the the venue the stars play in is quite poor. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of folks at the games, so they have a long way to go in order to, to bring a level of professionalism. And At the same time, we, we've seen what the Cosmos can do in a professional league in, you know, in uh, MCU Park in, in 2017. So yeah. I think uh, the Cosmos are a much shorter bet than some of the other clubs that have come in to actually have you know a real professional presentation um, and to to improve the uh the standard of the league from a from a you know from that point of view
1: do you expect the cosmos to um, possibly play at mcu park if they do join NISA in 2020
0: you know from what i understand mcu park is a very expensive venue to rent out yeah. mm-hmm. i think it helps that the rugby team uh, is, i believe i read the rugby team's not going to be there anymore oh they're not I okay don't, yeah, I think they're going to be like nomadic, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. next year, and we know well how that works out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that's a great idea for them, but I don't know how many gonna...
1: people were supporting a rugby team in New York City, but yeah, oh, okay,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's got its following, you know, um, but yeah. uh, but but yeah, that could mean that there are more open dates there. But from mm-hmm. what I understand, the rent was very high, so that would be the ideal location, uh, as far as potential locations go you know i think we've seen uh at camiso stadium is is a pretty good location um you know the you know belson i think is a little uh, lackluster plus i believe uh NYCFC's, um youth team has has kind of first priority there over over any of teams outside of the university so that makes it difficult um, at least they had had that the last time the Cosmos were searching for a stadium. I think it's important to be in the city, um, and not on Long Island. Um, so, you know, MCU would be the best place. Uh, I think, uh, maybe something like, uh, Randall's Island could work right. That, mm-hmm. that, uh, that's, I think in the past they had difficulty getting a commitment, uh, from Randall's Island for more than like one off type of games. So they, you know, they would need to work on that. Uh, but, you know, this is one reason why I wouldn't mind seeing the Cosmos wait until fall 2020. Yeah. You know, rather than, rather than if maybe Nisa tried to accelerate them to spring, you know, Oakland Roots got accelerated into the fall. They were originally uh, accepted to play in the spring. Uh, I think that there are some things with the club that need to be built back up. And that could take a little time. And getting the right venue, I think, is one of those. Because I think it's extremely important that the Cosmos are in the right venue. Uh, professional atmosphere. And uh, ideally in the city and not on Long Island. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, if you go to Long Island, your choices are mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the Hofstra Lacrosse Stadium, which we played in for years. Yeah. The Hofstra Soccer Stadium, which is okay. And then Mitchell Field, which you know, I don't think is, uh, is great, but they all have the, they're all right near each other. Right. And they all have the same problem of, you know, that's, it's convenient for the folks on long Island, but anybody else in the fan base, it's, it's a real nightmare to get out there. Um, you know, so, so it's, uh, better, I think if they could end up at MCU, which I think sort of had the best accessibility for the most amount of people.
1: Yeah. I really don't want to put down our long Island or, or Queens listeners, but, uh, I live in New Jersey. Chris lives in what Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. So it's not really convenient to Long Island so much for us.
0: Um, it's tough, so, but you know the, the guys, the guys yeah. who make it out there all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah. kudos to them because they. I know people come from all different places to get there, yeah. and uh, you know, um, you know. So I have a lot of respect for that, but you know, I think it would be, it would probably be easier for the largest amount of people to have it somewhere like Coney Island, because, you know, it's, it's, that's pretty easy to get to from, from whether you're in Queens, whether you're in Long Island, whether you're in New Jersey, you know, um, it's, it's a fairly easy location to get to.
1: I really think that whatever field they do pick, it won't be perfect for everyone. And and I think we realized that with MCU park is that some people were like, well, it took me like an hour to get uh, down the belt parkway and things like that. So Um, it's just never going to be perfect. Um, But going on about Rocco Camiso, do you think if uh, the Cosmos do join Nisa in 2020, do you think Rocco will uh, commit his funds, put his money where his mouth is? And a lot of fans think, oh, he bought Fiorentina. He's not going to invest in the New York Cosmos. Do you think that's true? And two, do you think uh, Rocco will um, invest uh, in the Cosmos in 2020?
0: Yeah, I think Rocco will will invest in the cosmos. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be on the level of investment that we see in Fiorentina. I think that you know, with Fiorentina and and Syria, he has a platform in which to show what he can really do as an owner when he's not constrained by you know the rules of U.S. soccer. And I've been I've been you know very impressed with what he's been doing with Fiorentina. He's making you know he's improved the team. They're doing better. Um, but he's also making an investment in a training facility, so you're seeing that Rocco is a guy who's who's really willing to um, to make the investments uh, when it makes sense to do so. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think there's there's going to be a limit to that. You know, at least at first in Nisa, um, but uh, you know, my my hope still is that the legacy of Rocco as the owner of the Cosmos will one day be the Cosmos have a little stadium somewhere the club is in much more sustainable footing um you know when he hopefully he's got uh you know quite a bit of time left uh, as the owner because i think i like him as the owner personally i think he he engages with the fans you know i know he's not everybody's cup of tea outside of the new york area mm-hmm. because he's a very much a new york type of guy but you know what this is a new york team so yeah, yeah. you know a new york type of guy is the right type of guy for this team so sorry about that, you know, you know, if you don't like some of the public persona. Um, but, uh, but I think uh, when you get to know him, you know, at the games as a fan and he's very accessible, uh, you know, you really you really like him because he's, he's a nice guy, he's very down-to-earth. You know, despite all the success he's had, he's happy to talk to anybody yeah, um, yeah. And, and relate to anybody, you know, on a personal level. Um, you know, and then, you know, so hopefully he'll, he'll be in a position – where he can make investments. I don't think we're going to see the scale of the investment in Fiorentina unless something changes about U.S. soccer. And that lawsuit, by the way, is very expensive as well. So he's, he's making that investment in that area. So, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see, you know, the end result maybe 10 years from now the Cosmos will have their own stadium somewhere in the New York metro area and uh, that'll be Rocco's gift, you know, to the, to the long-term success in the team. Uh, and I think that would be a really great legacy for him to leave with the Cosmos. But, you know, we got a lot of work to do, I think, before before all that comes to pass.
1: Yeah, Rocco, he's definitely um, a personal person, right? He wants to get close to people. I'll tell you this quick story, uh, Chris. Um, the first game, uh, I think it was April 1st, right, 2017 in the NASL. Um, I was sitting there and he came out of nowhere and just tapped my back and he sort of knew who I was. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. I think a lot of people believe like uh, what you were talking about earlier is that um, they don't really like his personality. They don't like how, I guess uh, how he says what's on his mind. Um, But that's what makes him what he is really.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have some way I use the term persona, right? Because I think there is a little bit of a a public persona when it comes to the commentary on, on, uh, on us soccer and some of the interviews and stuff like that. I think when you sit down, you know, I think one of the great things about uh, last year, uh, and I mean, 2018, was if you if you made it out to uh, Camiso Stadium in Manhattan, mm-hmm. you know, there were probably 200 people there for each game, and you know, you could you could walk over to Rocco and talk to him and sit down and watch watch a half with him and have a chat, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I think when you when you talk to him on that level, you see that there's an element of it that's persona. Right. Yeah, um, he's yeah. a fairly, you know, um, very nice guy when you're sitting there um, and, uh, you know, still, you know, excited and passionate. But uh, but, you know, not as much, uh, you know, you're just watching a game and it's not, you know, sort of railing against U.S. soccer. Right. You're just enjoying what you're seeing and having a good conversation. So I think uh, I think that's 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 sort of the what I perceive to be the persona is is what a lot of people sort of get frustrated with because they're, you know, but look, I grew up a Yankee fan, right? I mean, I was used to George Steinbrenner as the owner. I mean, hmm. you know, Rocco a pretty uh, laid back guy compared to George Steinbrenner. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, 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 maybe I got hardened by that uh, over the years as a Yankee fan.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not a Yankee fan. I'm a Met fan, Chris, so um <laughs> Yeah, bad news for us. So, but you know what I'm
0: talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Way, the way Steinbrenner was, right? is yeah. not nearly as bad as Steinbrenner in terms of persona.
1: So we have some listener questions, uh, Chris. Uh, the first one um, says, let's say the Cosmos do join NISA. Do you think the Cosmos will go back to the type of financial investments and player signings uh, they used to have when they were in the NASL, sort of like what we were talking about earlier? Uh-huh. Uh,
0: i don't I don't think it'll go back to NASL levels. You know, if you look at Miami FC, I think that's a good guideline. You know they they have more talent on their roster mm-hmm. than uh, the other teams in the league. You know um, the you know Ricardo Silva makes that investment in in the roster, but he's not making the investment to the level that he made it in the NASL because it's frankly, it's not necessary. Right, you're not. If yeah. you take your your opponents to the woodshed, you know, put seven goals on them. Yeah, know, uh, <laughs> it's not fun for everybody. I mean, the Philadelphia game was one where you it was it was cringeworthy at the end, where you know you saw the Miami players were trying to run the score up, you know, and rightfully so, they're they're competitors. Uh, but it was actually brutal to watch. You just wanted somebody to stop the fight. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, So, so saving- you don't want to have that. Yeah, no um, Raul
1: signings but just uh I don't think we're getting decent <laughs> talent um, that's better than the opponents if you will, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and I think that I think that uh, you could say that we had that in uh, the the NPSL Yeah, uh, but that was pretty uh, easy. I th- so I do think the team the team will probably be a little bit more talented than what we saw this past year in yeah. the MPSL. Mm-hmm. Um And I think that, you know, we need to, you know, clearly in the, I think 2018, 2019, um, you know, I think we have to be frank in our evaluation and say that the Cosmos lost a lot of big games. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that there need to be changes uh, in order, you know, moving up at the professional level. I think I think we need to we need to see some changes, um, you know, to to uh, to get back to to the championship uh, caliber, you know, because I feel like we're not going to be playing Greater Lowell and you know New York Athletic Club and. Teams like this, you know, yeah. we're playing more consistently good competition on a regular basis. And uh, I think that we need to look at the coach and staff and look at look at uh, look at the squad, and we got we gotta make some choices about uh, raising the level of uh, of the team
1: and going back earlier to what you said that um you would like the cosmos to possibly play not in the spring of twenty twenty but the fall of 2020, I think you have a point there because a lot of fans think that the Cosmos are just going to jump possibly to Nisa and just play a full season, right? But they need better talent on the field, and then they need an office staff because I don't think they have any full-time office staff in the MPSL.
0: Yeah, they they really need to rebuild the organization. I think the organization has been um, running in a very minimal way Mm-hmm. for the past two years in order to you know to accomplish uh, what it needed to do to operate in the mpsl but if you're really going to go back to a professional level that we all want to see that means there needs to be full-time uh staff you know you need to get a good venue i think that's the big one mm-hmm. um you know it's, i think that that is that is to me you know the the one of the keys and if that means they need to wait till the fall then I would rather them wait till the fall and get into a professional venue than rush themselves to be you know, in the, in the, uh, in the spring, um, even if the league asks them. I mean, you look at, by the way, and you know, I think it's an important point, teams don't tend to do well or benefit very much when they rush their operations and getting them to the right point uh, when leagues ask them to do that. You look at, like, Lansing, right? Lansing's owner or GM, I forget which one it was, said, you know, we really wanted to start in 2020, right? It was, well, you know, I don't know how much much of a difference that would have made for them, but rushing, it clearly didn't work well for that organization. You look at the Philadelphia Fury, they probably would have been better off waiting until the spring and getting their ducks in a row instead of sort of, you know, getting off to a false start in the fall. Now, I think we're probably not going to see them again until the fall of 2020 at best, right? So, I don't think it, it would be to the Cosmos' benefit to rush things, unless they were able to line up a, a good facility. And in my mind, there's really you know, two choices, of what that could be realistically. Um, you know, maybe maybe three, you know, that are in the city. So, uh, and we've discussed what they are. So,
1: and when Rocco first bought the Cosmos, uh, which was ultimately his last season in the NASL. I think he only had what, I think it was less than like five months, six months, right? And he uh, sold the record amount of season tickets, they secured MCU Park, they had commercials on TV, right? So there was a lot of excitement uh, for mm-hmm. the New York Cosmos. So I guess that can be done, but like we said earlier, Rocco mm-hmm. has more on his plate with Fiorentina, and two, we need to hire a staff. And before, I think we had a staff, right? So we had a staff, we were paying them, and things like that, so... I just think our challenge got doubled.
0: Yeah. And I think the it's this staff.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the staff that does, that pulls off those marketing campaigns and things like that. Right. Yeah. So, it's not you know, up, I, so. I think we'll see how, yeah, not him personally. Right. No. Um, but, but he, he certainly, you know, provides the resources and, and direction I'm sure. Um, but you know, the CEO generally isn't the, the guy who's, who's putting the campaign together. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he could make that, Type of you know uh, promotion available. Um, you know, I think the one of the the, the disappointments of how things went with the um, NESL's desanctioning was it really felt like the Cosmos were on the up in 2017 from a off the field perspective, right? The, the the crowds felt bigger as the season went on, right? You had some games that where mcu park was really alive there were people at the games who were there for their first time checking the cosmos out who were having a good time right um when you talk to the people in the crowd around you so it had a it had a, a sense of momentum building and i think that was down in parts of the marketing investment that they made um you know so so the unfortunately the rug got pulled out and uh you know that that momentum is gone, uh, but you know maybe they could bring it back if they uh, went to the right facility and made that investment again. If they if they wanted to build them that way.
1: Yeah, and for people that don't live in the New York City area, before at Hofstra, there's no people walking up to this stadium saying, "Whoa, well, who's playing here tonight?" You at MCU Park, where there's a lot of events. There's the beach. You know what I mean? So there's a lot more things going down in Coney Island and it's just a destination where people want to go in the summer and have a good time. They were just a part of that. And I think if the Cosmos were to have a second season after the 2017 season in the NESL, I think we we would have better crowds, maybe drew better players, right? And yeah. the the excitement would have been there 100%. Um, but now we're stuck trying to rebuild, uh, I guess, here. So another question comes from at NYC Sports Punk. He says, what's the grand plan for NISA? And why would the New York Cosmos risk even more by joining another startup league that the United States Soccer Federation has power over? They should follow through with the lawsuits and sit this one out. The U.S. Soccer Federation has proven to be an organization that protects MLS using cutthroat tactics. So very strong from uh, NYC sports punk there.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I think there's a couple assumptions in that statement uh, Uh, that we should talk about. mm -hmm. Um, One is that the joining NISA is going to be bad for the lawsuit. Um, I don't think it's going to be good for the lawsuit, uh, but I don't know that it's necessarily going to be damaging for the lawsuit. Um, But don't you you think
1: uh, the Cosmos and the NASL and their lawyer, Jeffrey Kessler, don't you think he can argue and sort of say that, like, all these leagues, MLS, USL, MPSL, we couldn't be a part of them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And NISA was the only league that sort of accepted us. But then the U.S. Soccer Federation lawyers are going to come back and say, well, we told you to uh, apply for D3, and now you're playing at the D3 level, so... I don't know how you fight that one off, really.
0: Uh, I I know how you fight it off. Um, so you know that's clearly going to be an argument from U.S. soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the you know the the issue is that it's not 2017 anymore, mm-hmm. and the damage has been done. Um, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know in 2017, you know the Cosmos had a multi-million dollar sponsorship from Emirates Airlines yeah. that was contingent on Division Two sanctioning. Right. That was that was a huge revenue source for the team and also a huge source of prestige. I mean, look at the clubs around the world with Fly Emirates on their jersey. Here, the Cosmos had it in the second division in the United States that put them on the same sort of, uh, you know, level of prestige as as some of the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, And that's that's gone. Right. That's that's all gone. All the revenue, the staff that works for the club, you know, almost all gone. Right. Very few people left um there's so much that was dependent on division two at that point in time that is no longer there so i think it it would be a very easily defeatable argument by uh, for u.s soccer to make that joining a third division league in 2017 when all of that was contingent on the division two league uh being being what you were in uh and then um you know, having that be the same thing in 2019 or 2020, really, right, um, where you don't have any of those constraints anymore um, or benefits uh, anymore. You know, you're just trying to get back into a league that will accept you because now you can't play in the NPSL unless you want to be amateur uh, or non-paid professional. So I think that, I think that uh, you're going to have to make the argument, you know, whereas you might not have had to make the argument if you sat it out. But I don't think that it's, uh, you know, it's it's an argument that the Cosmos uh, would lose, uh, and I think it's also important to point out, as Mickey Turner and uh, Professor Bank on Twitter did, is that the NASL is suing U.S. Soccer. The Cosmos are not suing U.S. Soccer, even if they both have the patronage of Rocco, they are different entities. So Miami FC is playing in NISA. Um, they were part of the NASL. So um, I think that. You know, you don't necessarily have to make it a choice of can the Cosmos play in a pro league or can the Cosmos uh, have the lawsuit, I think, or, or can the NESL have the lawsuit, I should say. Um, the NESL can continue the lawsuit with the Cosmos in the pro league. You know, you're just going to have to fend off that obvious argument from U.S. soccer, uh, which uh, I think uh, I just explained how to do. And I'm sure Kessler is going to figure out a better argument than I would make because he's, you know, obviously made a lot of money as a lawyer.
1: Yeah, he defended some high-profile clients, Tom Brady, right, from the the Patriots. Um, I don't think we can overshadow uh, NISA, right? We're talking about how it's the Cosmos' only hope, right, at the moment, unless you support Mm -hmm. uh, a hiatus at the moment, which I don't. Um,
0: Yeah, so It's hiatus or NISA. Those are your choices right now, and clearly... You know, there are folks who, who mm-hmm. feel like a hiatus would be the best course of action, and I, I understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, uh, I think there are arguments to be made, even arguments to be made that the Cosmos shouldn't come back unless they can play at a Division One level, you know, because that's what, what the Cosmos should be. I think that would be a very extremist argument to make. I'm not representing that position, but, you know, you can make all kinds of all kinds of stands. Um, But I think if you want the Cosmos to continue the club that was started in 2013, uh, you know, in the modern era of the Cosmos, you need to keep playing. Otherwise, it's just a pure reboot, you know, again, uh, in, in two or three years.
1: Yeah, so going back to Nisa, um, the Philadelphia Fury, like you said, they played that one game, and uh, I guess their lead investor left, and um, they're trying to regroup. But for some people, that might show the insecurities of the league, right, how insecure it might be, how uh, dangerous it might be for a big brand like the New York Cosmos. Do you have those same fears, or do you think the club has to just ride with a roller coaster of lower division soccer if they want to continue playing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're going you're gonna to certainly have some of that. Hopefully they won't have a repeat of what happened with Philadelphia because that was, you know, having, having a team quit in the middle of the season is, uh, is not um, you know, not acceptable. Uh, but you're going to have whatever league you go to, you're going to have teams fold. Um, you know, we look at, you know, Lansing in USL1. We look at uh, you know Fresno is is relocating slash downsizing effectively you know the Fresno FC or Fresno FC is gone right uh, even in the USL Championship I mean that's the world of lower division soccer in the United States is there are teams that are going to fold um, because of the way that the the system is set up uh, where all the money is sort of funneled into uh, major league soccer and soccer united marketing and until that is uh you know different you know it's going to be a struggle for for teams in usl and nisa to really be sustainable um you know and obviously the lawsuit is the best hope for changing that dynamic uh, you know so you know i think that if you're a fan of a team and uh in USL or NISA, you should really be supportive of the antitrust lawsuit because it's the best hope that your team has, uh, unless you're going to join MLS. Um, you know, it's the best hope that your team has to change the the dynamic that creates the instability at the lower professional divisions here.
1: Yeah, we all know that the Cosmos should play at the highest level, right? But uh, without promotion relegation. How does D three or D two or D one make any sense, right? So,
0: yeah, well, I would say that you know the Division two standard. Now that we're past the point where the Cosmos uh, needed the Division two standard for the Emirates sponsorship, where that is in the past, it doesn't exist anymore, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no point in being Division two, right? Like, yeah. why? Why would you want to be Division two? After all of those contracts, you know that were that were dependent on it are already gone, Division two is a more difficult uh, standard to be sanctioned against, right? Um, but there's no there's no benefit to being Division two. So it only introduces negatives. Um, mm-hmm. They're no longer the positives that were associated with it from a revenue perspective because that that got killed with the NASL. so, What's the point? Just stay Division Three, or you know, or be or become <laughs> Division One, um, you know. But Division Two is kind of like uh, just making things harder on yourself.
1: So, do you think there is an end game for Rocco and the New York Cosmos? Is it join NISA and hopefully strike down uh, the professional league standards in the lawsuit, or is it like you say, just stay in NISA until uh, hopefully there's pro row? Well,
0: I think that I think that uh, the lawsuit is is the thing that i think the bigger picture hopes are reliant on um and uh you know i think that opens up a lot of opportunity for clubs around the country uh not just the cosmos not just those in nisa but also those in usl um and also those who play at you know in amateur leagues uh Today that that may be able to aspire to more if there's a more open system that they can grow within. So lawsuits hugely important, um, but that's going to take time and it's going to play its 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 course out. Um, I think the cosmos in the interim, the best thing that they can do is you you know the Oakland Roots are showing uh, that you can you can have a team that draws a crowd. In Nisa, right? So, you know, kind of like starting from scratch in Nisa. They're filling up their stadium, you know, their mm-hmm. college stadium in Oakland. Uh, they've got a great atmosphere, you know, and obviously yeah. Detroit and Chattanooga um, have great atmospheres. I think the Cosmos need to to execute on the level of those three clubs and mm-hmm. build the, the fan base back up uh, in a good venue in the city, you know, with a great atmosphere and and you know build that that spirit back up which has been kind of beaten down over the last two years uh you know as as only the hardest of the hardcores remain right at the games and uh build that fan base back up and 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 just have fun right let give somebody give people something to have fun uh about and to rally around and you know then the lawsuit's going to take its course and uh you know that you can do both of those things i think
1: yeah, and if you build it right, they will come, right? So, do you think the Cosmos will uh, be a part of NISA in uh, 2020?
0: Yeah, I think the Cosmos will be approved to join NISA. It's not without some some hoops to jump through, uh, but I think at the end of the day, if you look at the teams within NISA, they would benefit from having the Cosmos join the league. It's going to make their uh, it's going to put more attention on their clubs. I think that's a pretty objective statement. The Cosmos are an internationally well-known uh, club for the for the history, you know, of the past. Uh, but you know, it's it's a name that is known. I think it'll attract more investors into NISA. They'll get you know investors who who want to put teams in the league. Maybe they'll more foreign investors than you know than, than because of the Cosmos' international appeal. But uh, I think you know when you when you break it down, the Cosmos have some strong allies within NISA, you've got a couple of the groups that have international investors who know the Cosmos name and know, know the appeal that it has, you know, that it carries with it, uh, and, and I think those types of issues will see the Cosmos through the sanctioning process, even if, even if there are one or two, um, you know, detractors, you know, through the process who are more worried about uh, pleasing U.S. soccer uh, and staying on U.S. soccer's good side uh, by keeping the Cosmos out. I think that the the advocates will prevail, but we will see. It has to play out.
1: The one thing I fear, and this is the last thing here, but the one thing I fear is uh, the U.S. soccer board approval. Um, I fear not getting that approval, uh, which, but then I guess if NISA approves you, right, why would uh, the U.S. Yeah. Board reject you now. Uh, it would be
0: very difficult uh, for them to justify that. Uh, they would be handing uh, you know uh, Mr. Kessler quite a uh, quite uh, a weapon to use in the antitrust lawsuit. I don't think I don't think they could kill it directly uh, and and really be able to defend that position when it when it comes back at them in the antitrust suit. I think what what um, they would be more likely to do is try to influence. You know the nisa you know board members to uh to to fall on their side of the issue um and have it die there because if it dies there then it's harder for the cosmos to to use that uh or the nesl really to use that and say hey look you know u.s soccer is still still blocking us because it happened indirectly so it's harder to prove right um I think the Cosmos, if they make it through the NISA Board of Governors, I think they're fine. Um, and I think they'll make it through the NISA Board of Governors, because I think there's more people who understand the benefit of having the Cosmos in the league uh, than uh, than people who, uh, who, are, who are kind of more driven by fear. And those people will benefit from having the Cosmos in the league, too. Uh, you know, I think, and by the way, it's not just the Cosmos. Any established club that um, can bring something to the table, I think, benefits NISA. I mean, you know, Detroit City is a huge benefit to NISA. Um, Chattanooga FC is a huge benefit to NISA. The Oakland Roots has done a great job, huge benefit to NISA. Uh, Miami FC, you know, is a club that's won a number of championships. That's a, mm-hmm. That adds prestige to the league, and that helps the other clubs who are just getting off the ground have uh you know borrow from some of the credibility of these these other clubs who've, who've got a reputation so i think that the cosmos clearly bring a lot of that to the table and it will benefit uh, the other people in the league and it will make people look and say oh okay that's some interesting league to maybe make an investment in um so i think it's it's mostly good things um and i think it would be very hard for uh u.s soccer to to intervene against the cosmos individually
1: I hope you're right. I hope that Cosmos uh, will be able to join NISA and get approved by the U.S. Soccer Board and by uh, the NISA Board as well.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. We'll see. You know, I, th- I think that uh, it's been a very difficult couple of years for for Cosmos supporters, and we've really seen, you know the uh, you know the 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 crowd dwindle down to to the hardest, of the hardcore, which in a way is good because I think mm-hmm. you've gotten to know a lot of the other folks, you know, better, right. Who are, who are the real passionate fans. So there's an element of that that I think is, is, is nice, right. Okay. I certainly, uh, have made some new friends, you know, who I, who I didn't deal with, uh, on a regular basis, but maybe I'd seen around. Right. So that's been cool, but I think everybody's ready for the thing to grow back up and, and see a bigger crowd. And hopefully we'll come out the other side of this, uh, Stronger,
1: I hope so. Uh, I don't think we could take uh, that much roller coaster rides, right? So much ups and downs. Um, so hopefully, we don't have to deal with any more these sanctions and things like that. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping for that. And the hopefully,
0: we'll see the level. You know, I think at first, I'll, I'll admit, at first when Rocco bought Fiorentina, um, and you know, uh, I was a little jealous that, like, oh man, you know, we're. we're we're going to be the, the second, the afterthought here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just really, you know, when you see, all right, look, he's going to build them a new training facility. This is a guy who's willing to make investments into the clubs that he owns. And I think he'll make those, he will make investments into the Cosmos when the Cosmos are in a place where it makes sense to do that. And I think Nisa is a place that it will make much more sense than the NPSL to to do that. So, and hopefully we can just build on that from there. But I think, you know, we've got, we've got a a good owner who's passionate, Mm -hmm. who, who wants to invest in the club. Um, And, uh, you know, we've got a a good hardcore fan base that is stuck by the club through thick and thin. Uh, And hopefully uh, we can attract the casuals back, um, you know, as we, as we move back into the professional ranks.
1: Chris, one thing I want to finish on is we all know the Cosmos management from the NASL. We had uh, Eric Stover, who was the COO of the New York Cosmos, and um, he's no longer involved, but I believe he is involved in some capacity, not a big one at the moment, but um yeah, Joe Barone, who's involved in Fiorentina. So who's in charge of day-to-day operations of the New York Cosmos? Do you know that?
0: Um, yeah, from what I'm told, mm-hmm. from uh, people with uh, who are involved in NISA... Uh, the two people they've dealt with the most recently are, um, Tom Larson, yeah. uh, who is with Mediacom, um, and one of, one of Rocco's right-hand guys in Mediacom, uh, yeah. as well as Eric Stover. Uh, okay. um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so those are, those are the guys who, uh, who've been, who've been, uh, you know, sort of running point as far as I'm aware, uh, in any type of dealings with, uh, with Nisa Joe. Uh, from what I understand is, uh. Mainly focused on Fiorentina, um, yeah. and uh, I think that's pretty clear if you follow uh, their uh, their Twitter feed.
2: Yeah. Joe
0: shows up in a lot and, yeah, and honestly, he seems to be doing a great job over there. so uh, yeah. so good for him. Uh, you know he's uh, a remarkable journey that Joe has had. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. you know where he was, uh, you know, in the soccer world, you know five years ago, you know, I remember, talking to him at one of the Open Cup games, first time I met him uh, in at uh, Um and It was probably the New England Revolution one where we, where we lost the revolution. Um, uh-huh. I guess I forgot which year that was. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think he was mostly involved with the Brooklyn Italians. He was just starting getting more involved with the Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gone from like the Brooklyn Italians to Syria, and, and, <laughs> and they're doing great. so kudos to joe for uh for a (laughs) meteoric rise i was joking with uh one of the other guys the other day by the end of the year he uh the end of next year he's probably going to be the president of italy you know if uh, if he keeps if he keeps the trajectory up. (laughs) yeah
1: i think the way he got to the cosmos was he joined i think it was like their academy program um and he was the head of that and i guess he worked his way up i think at one point he was what like senior vice president or something like that he had some sort of executive role um so
0: yeah 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 but it's been a it's been a meteoric rise so uh
1: so joe if you're listening uh congrats on the rise and congrats on fiorentina
0: so yeah and i think that's where he's focused mm-hmm. so we'll see they probably need to have somebody else running uh, you know running the cosmos just because he's he's he seems to be doing a really great job over there and they're in syria which is a slightly bigger deal than nisa so mm-hmm. if somebody's killing it in syria you're gonna leave them there
1: we hope one day Nisa is bigger than Serie A, right? So, or you a soccer, um,
0: (laughs) I think we can worry about, uh, just worry about, you know, getting, getting, uh, getting into Nisa and then, uh, hopefully having it grow and, and become a a stable, stable division three league, uh, that, uh, that, you know, that gives a platform for clubs that want to invest at a higher level to, to stand on their own and, you know, invest in a higher level. Um, so we'll see. I think, uh, I'll be happy with, with uh, just like a nice stable platform for the Cosmos to plan.
1: Thanks, Chris, for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good
0: chat.
2: Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the Five Points. The Borough Boys of El Cosmos and the Cross Island Crew. Uh, yeah. It's New York's green and white What we believe you see in fight Indeed it seems to be achieving See we do and did it right because country love country loving We above them I'm just saying All those lovely somethings Come and see it and I'm playing. the fact of it is Rap right from tear attacks Passion gliss Reacts tap we win So fast we racking them in Whether it's attacking the wing Holding back to the team Through the mid Cutting the seams It seems we see anything to be We got a ball and a dream Got a ball and a dream We do I'm new it's true A you girl down for you No doubt they do Surrounding you about bad views, Like shouting cues aloud to you Without the dudes Around my crews I'll check But that's no excuse Each session, Lesson. it's not about profession, the work's the and everything's connected like a method, now breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected, rushing and acceleration at the start no most suggested, infected with greatness, potential is spacious, out the world just face it, the work becomes contagious, some may say we made it, but now we are just begun, sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.